Hi, Royals fans. This is J.J. Piccolo. The University of Kansas Health System is the official health care provider of the Kansas City Royals. Get the major league care you deserve at kansashealthsystem.com slash royals. Kingsford Charcoal and add Kingsford Garlic, Onion, and Paprika Flavor Boosters. Your special occasion becomes unforgettable. Wow. Made with 100% real spices, Kingsford Garlic, Onion, and Paprika Flavor Boosters can be added to any pre-lit charcoal to add a whole new rich, full-bodied flavor and aroma to your spring grilling. Mmm, so good. Look for Kingsford Charcoal and Kingsford Garlic, Onion, and Paprika Flavor Boosters for a mouth-watering flavor experience. Kingsford.com. Did you know you could be driving in a pile of cash, like right now? Bumper makes it easy to know what your car is worth. The used car market is hot right now. Bumper.com could be your opportunity to make some bank. Bumper.com lets you know what your car is worth based on your car's specific details. So whether you're selling or just want to know, Bumper makes it easy. Know what your car is worth. Just go to Bumper.com. For buying and beyond, Bumper.com. Bumper reports are based upon data available. Bumper may not have the complete historical records of every vehicle. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. There was no inaccurate information about Chiefs receiver Kadarius Toney for the AFC Championship game, according to coach Andy Reid. Said he was ruled out because of his hip and personal reasons, but Toney did go on an expletive-laden tirade on social media yesterday where he appeared to accuse the team of lying. Reid said there was nothing made up on the injury report. Kansas City returns to practice for Super Bowl 58 against the 49ers on Thursday. NBA, there is optimism. Knicks forward Julius Randle will be out weeks, not months, with a dislocated shoulder. Even so, New York might want to make a call to Toronto ahead of the trade deadline, suggests ESPN NBA reporter Brian Windhorst. Bruce Brown Jr. plays multiple positions. He's got championship DNA, championship experience, plays hard-nosed defense, is a Tibbs type of player. The Knicks have eight capable first-round picks and an expiring contract in Evan Fournier, who they could um, maybe negotiate with there. I wouldn't say they have to make a deal, but I would absolutely think that they would investigate the market Tonight in Denver, Doc Rivers makes his Bucks coaching debut against the Nuggets. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ Chris Cannon coming up Tuesday. I'll tell you which quarterbacks have raised their stock the most in the playoffs. It's Unsportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. It's just a public service announcement. Sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the O V. I used to move snowflakes. Here we go. Our number two. 
right here on the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. We are also streaming in a couple different places. You can find us online at ESPNWichita.com. A listen live link, a button is right there when you go to the website. Click it. It'll bring you to the media player and bada-bing, bada-boom. We are also streaming on the TuneIn app on your smartphone. And if you have a smart speaker at home in the office, tell it to tune into ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM or KKGQ. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Pat Strothman. Jack Johnson is producing 316-669-4996. That is the hotline. It is open here in hour number two. If you want to voice your opinion, you certainly can at 669-4996. If you're only interested in potentially winning stuff because of that phone line, hey, that's fine too, okay? Because there are a couple things that are up for grabs. Wichita State UTSA tickets next Wednesday, 6.30 being the tip-off time. If you would like to go, we are giving away a pair of tickets here at hour number two. We have plenty of them, or I say plenty of them. I think we're running low now <laughs> because we started this last week. I believe it was last Wednesday when we officially started this. So just saying, we are giving away Wichita State UTSA tickets. And if you want to go, we got you, all right? So continue to listen. Also, too, we have a Kansas City Chiefs by light neon sign. I know there's a lot of interest in that, and rightfully so. There should be a lot of interest in that because it is cool. It's perfect for your football cave. I'm telling you right now, you want to win this thing. The problem is we only have a finite amount of chances for you to officially get into the grand prize drawing. You have to listen to this show, the Shane Dennis Show from 12 to 2, for your chance to be entered to win. Pay close attention, and when you hear the Travis Kelsey sounder, you have to be the third caller to be registered to win. It's brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Must be 21 years or older to enter. Text line number 316-247-0923. If you want to drop some more comments on the Chiefs, you certainly can. A little bit out of place, but we'll try to find a spot for them here in hour number two because we're about to go college basketball heavy here in the second hour. 2470923. Feel free to text your thoughts on the Chiefs, or maybe you can get ahead of the game and send me your takes on KU, K State, Wichita State. Do it now if you would. And if you want to reach out on social media, I know Tristan does it, a few others do it. Go to Facebook, Twitter, slash X, or Instagram, type in ESPN Wichita, and we will show up. And Check out our social media content. We have great people that do wonderful stuff on there. We do giveaways from time to time. We had a giveaway for an autographed jersey signed by Brian Cook of the Kansas City Chiefs. If those things interest you, go and check out our social media pages. Like and follow all the different social media pages, courtesy of ESPN Wichita. Before I take a step further, this past weekend, there was a lot of stuff going on. You had the Chiefs in action yesterday. 
conference championship weekend in general. KUK State, both in action yesterday. Maybe you were at this place watching both the Chiefs and the Shockers. I really hope that you did capitalize on this because there's no better place to catch a sporting event than at Twin Peaks. Ridge and Taft and 21st and Rock. The one out west is Ridge and Taft. The one out east is 21st and Rock. Go and check them out. They are fantastic. They have great food. Always love the wings. Always my go-to. I do like to venture away from that from time to time, but the wings are always my go-to. Always get them. My wife likes the pot roast. And, of course, my favorite thing on the menu is a 29-degree man-sized draft. Something about that just tastes better. Ice-cold beer. Does anything top it? At least not to me. Nothing tops an ice-cold beer. And you do not get beer any colder than at Twin Peaks. Go and check them out. Ridge and Taft and 21st Rock. And get ready for the big game because the first 100 fans to show up for the big game get a free square for the chance to win a Twin Peaks gift card at the end of every quarter. Plus, every fan scores free fried pickles just for showing up. Contact your favorite store for more information on availability and offers. So the Shockers, we'll get into that in just a little bit. But first, we do got to talk about KUNK State. What a bad day for both Jayhawk fans and Wildcat fans. Let's start with KU because I'm sure there will be a more spirited, don't want to say debate, but a conversation with Jack Johnson about the Kansas Jayhawks. You heard the game right here on ESPN Wichita as we are the radio home of Kansas. The Jayhawks fall to number 23, Iowa State, 79-75 at Hilton Coliseum. KU mounted a furious comeback to cut ISU's 12-point lead to two with 110 to play, but it was Keyshawn Gilbert who got a three-pointer with 41 seconds left to give the Cyclones a little bit of breathing room, and the Cyclones did just enough from there to hang on for the win. They take down both KU and K-State in the same week. I mentioned for the Cyclones, this is the time to really put yourself on the map and to say that we are legit Big 12 contenders. And what did they do? They picked up two monster wins. Now, are they due for a little bit of a letdown? Very well could be because they get up for those games up in Ames. And KU, simply put, just refused to guard the three-point line for the Cyclones. Now, there were times where Iowa State made some tough shots from beyond the arc. There were moments, and when I was texting Jack, there was one that was hit, and I was like, man, they're just hitting everything. And it was a sidestep guy in his face, and he still made the three-point shot. You knew that at the end when Gilbert got it in Furphy, and gosh, the guy can play some basketball, but he's got a long ways to go defensively. When he sagged off on the switch, I knew he was toast. I knew KU was toast. It's going to be a wide-open three, and it was. It was a three-pointer drilled by Gilbert, and that's that. You have to learn, and Johnny Furphy will. He's just a freshman, so you can't sit here and really get on his case. It's the fact that on the switch, it's like, man, if you would just stay out there, make them drive. They already hit 13 threes. 
Make them drive to the rim and do that. That's what you need to do. Well, the Iowa State Cyclones, they were able to hit from beyond the arc. Now, in the first half, it was a little bit different because the Cyclones, they were 5 of 15 from deep in the first half. Second half is when they caught fire. What do they do? Make their first six threes in the second half, Jack? Five threes in the second half? Something silly. They ended up with 14 overall, 14 to 30. Trey King, who had made three total threes all season, goes four of seven from beyond the arc. And that's going to happen. And against Kansas, it happens more often than not. There seems to be a guy who has a poor three-point shooting percentage, and that guy just starts hitting some shots. But the thing is, when that guy gets in rhythm, if you're Kansas, you got to tighten things up on the perimeter. And for KU this year, there have been moments to where the Jayhawks have been awfully loose on the defensive side. This team just doesn't feel like one of Bill Self's best teams defensively. And that's because of, well, Kevin McCuller, he gets that that to his name, although he had a bad game just in general. But Kevin McCuller, he's known as a defensive guy. Dewan Harris, known as a defensive guy. But Hunter Dickinson, not really. Marco Jackson is supposed to be that guy. He's not going to bring it to you off the bench. And Johnny Furphy's got a long ways to go in terms of that. K.J. Adams didn't have a single block. K.U. only had one block shot on Saturday. K.U. is just... I don't want to say soft. I know that's what Bill Self's going to say. The team's soft, and they're not very tough. Yada, yada, yada. But defensively, they just do not have it. They don't They don't seem to have the weapons or the pieces to be able to do that, which is why they have to shoot a high percentage. And KU shot 45% for the field, which that's not bad, but the three-point shooting again, KU was just 7-20 to 20 from deep. And meanwhile, for Iowa State, the Cyclones were 14 of 30 from beyond the arc. The power of the three ball very well could cost Kansas a game in the national tournament. And who knows if KU will bounce back and win a Big 12 title this year. We talked about it last week. Six, six losses might get you a Big 12 title this year. That's how crazy it has been to this point. And if you're a Kansas fan, you're probably hoping that six wins is going to get you there because there are some other losses that very well could be approaching Kansas. Might not be tomorrow against Oklahoma State, but KU hosting Houston on Saturday is a behemoth of a basketball game. And we'll get more into that later on. Hunter Nickerson and Johnny Furphy both had good games. That's the really the, the, the silver lining with this one for Kansas. Is Dickinson ended up scoring 20 points, and he actually rebounded. He finished with 15 rebounds in the game. Meanwhile, you have Johnny Furphy put up 15 points, six rebounds, five of eight from the field, three of five from beyond the arc. Overall, pretty good game. Just defensively and sometimes trying to get rebounds, he gave up a couple offensive boards. Iowa State had 10 in total, by the way, and the Cyclones had 14 points off those second-chance opportunities. They scored more points than Kansas off turnovers and for second-chance opportunities. And Iowa State had a better bench presence. Curtis Jones coming off the bench and scoring 15 for the Cyclones. Kevin McCuller might have had his worst game as a Kansas Jayhawk. Ended up with 16, but you needed 18 shots to get there. 
had five turnovers. He looked out of sync, out of character. He's an older guy, so maybe tomorrow night is a get-right game for Kevin McCuller. I don't really envision him just all of a sudden hitting this slump. But you never know. And we all know it's only going to get more challenging on Saturday as good of a defense as Iowa State is. Houston's really that team. And we'll get to the Cougars in just a little bit. Iowa State went off from beyond the arc. KU was able to aid that this past weekend. But no one's been able to go up to Iowa State and have success so far this year. Cyclones 5-2 and two in conference play. Kansas now 4-3. and three. Jack Johnson, you and I were talking a little bit. No surprise that Amarco Jackson had another zero stat line in eight minutes of play. Nick Timberlake also with zeros as well, although he was 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 1 for beyond the arc. Just a bad game for Kansas, but I guess the, the other silver lining, a team goes off from beyond the arc, has 14 threes, and you only lose by four? I guess that might be the other thing to look at here at Kansas fan. But you're not looking at that. You're expecting wins. You don't care about moral victories. What really stood out to you this past weekend? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head when it comes to Iowa State's three-point shooting. I mean, they came in shooting, I think, 28% as a team, and they knocked down 14. Like, there's nothing really you could have done on some of those threes better. Uh, you know, the end of the game, yeah, I think it was Gilbert that had the three-pointer. He's not a good three-point shooter, but, of course, the shot clock goes down, he finds an open look, and he buries it. You know, sometimes you do tip your cap. I, I think for a, a Kansas fan, that loss in Ames is far more stomachable than UCF or West Virginia by a mile, right? I think even if they beat UCF and they beat West Virginia, you look at this game and they lose this way, it's like, okay, uh, there's not many teams in the country last night or that on that day that would have beaten Iowa State when they're shooting that that highly uh, from the three-point line because I think what Bill Self did game plan-wise is what every other coach in America would have done. You know, you have Trey King who's hit three three-pointers on the year and he hits four in one game. Like that, what are you going to do? Guard him out there and, and hound him so he can go right around you? That that's not usually how you defend a player like that. Now, some of the same problems they still have are happening in these losses. I mean, this bench is unplayable. As I said last week, they are absolutely unplayable. There's not a single guy off the bench that you can turn to to win you a game like that. Now, I will say this. In the NCAA tournament, I do believe the bench is overrated a little bit. Uh, KU was very fortunate to have a Remy Martin the year they won the national championship. But overall, you play your starting five the majority of that game. What you're hoping for in the regular season is your bench to give you relief so that those guys are not dog-tired by the time they play in March. Right now, KU is putting everything on their starting five, and they're not going to win a lot of those really tough Big 12 games when their bench can't give you even 30 seconds of valuable valuability out there. And right now, I mean, now Marco Jackson, he's a dud. He doesn't even look to score. Nicholas Timberlake maybe looks too much to score in situations where he shouldn't be. And Parker Brown may give you a rebound or two, but he's not a good uh, front court depth piece in the way Ernest Uday might have been if he stayed at Kansas. So that's what KU is struggling with at the moment. I really don't take issue in them losing to Iowa State when the Cyclones knocked down 14 threes. They're not a good three-point shooting team. They gave them some open looks. They knocked them down. So be it. But my big issue right now is, okay, 
you, you I'm assuming they're going to hit a corner at some point. They're going to turn the corner. They'll probably be fine against Oklahoma State, and that Houston game at home could be a big mo- momentum swing for them. If you win that game, you feel much better going into Manhattan on Monday night when you play you play Kansas State. But I still look at this team and matchups in Lubbock, in Houston, uh, in Manhattan against Kansas State. How do you expect to win it when your starting five has to play 40 minutes? I mean, there, there literally is nothing this bench can give you. Maybe they'll have their game or two, but I got to see it first. I got to actually see somebody off the bench give you good minutes and a win for me to believe it's ever going to be different. Because how are you going to be any different if you're just a ghost out there? A Marco Jackson doesn't provide anything to you offensively. Nicholas Timberlake doesn't provide you anything offensively. Parker Brown doesn't provide you anything offensively. That's hard <laughs> to keep guys out there when they're just a dud. You don't even need to guard them out there. And that's what Iowa State was doing when they're in the game. It's like, all right. We'll leave Timberlake open. We won't even guard El Marco Jackson when he's 15 feet from the goal because he's going to miss whatever he puts up there, or he's not going to look at all. So that's something I think KU is going to have to figure out here down the stretch. Maybe it's not three guys you go to off the bench. Maybe it's one. Maybe look for one guy to give you some relief and just try to find a way to win those tougher games. I'd imagine KU's going to have a big road win in, in the coming months, something like that. They could win on the road in Lubbock against Texas Tech. They could win against Kansas State and Manhattan. But right now, that's really hard to do when you can only play five guys. In the NCAA tournament, different story. I think a lot of teams rely on their starting five for everything. But you just need to get some relief for those guys now because you don't want them to be burned out by the time the NCAA tournament rolls around. Well, we say you say you say Kansas is going to get that big road win. That's not a guarantee as of right now. They lost to Central Florida. They lost to West Virginia, both on the road. They get a win at Oklahoma State, who might be who is the worst team in the conference, and you lose to the Cyclones again. I get what you're saying. Bill Self will get this team ready to rock and roll. He'll make changes, and I'm sure they will pick up a big road win. But the next. Two road games are at Kansas State and at Texas Tech. That could decide whether or not you're winning a Big 12 championship, if you're even sharing a Big 12 title, or completely be out of the running for a Big 12 championship. I know that's crazy to say, and it seems so early, right? But we're about to reach February, man. It's time. We're about to flip the calendar month. It's no longer, oh, this is early now we're getting serious. Once you hit the month of February, I feel like things really do ramp up a little bit from an intensity standpoint. And this team, this team's got two home games this week, but you got to get a premier road game victory. And maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they do get that. But I just look at it and I just know that there's no such thing as a guarantee, especially on the road, especially on the road. 316-247-0923 is the text line. Keep the text messages coming. I know we'll talk Wichita State here in just a little bit. And coming from social media, everyone's favorite Vikings fan. Or maybe, can I put this guy 1A and Sully 1B or vice versa? I'm going to do it. Curtis, please don't, please don't tell Sully Ingles I just did that. He might, he might get mad at me and skip out on shows going forward. K-State gets dominated by Houston and Curtis says on Twitter, he tweets at me, at Pat Strothman, as Shockers and other AAC teams fans can attest, that normally happens to almost everyone they play, especially at Houston. No shame in that. Look, K-State really got humbled on the road. The Wildcats got humbled up in Ames, 
and the Wildcats get humbled again in front of a great crowd in Houston, 74-52. As good as Allen Fieldhouse is, and maybe this is something that we didn't talk about, when talking about the additions of some of these new schools coming from different conferences, I don't think any of us expected Houston to come in and maybe right off the bat get in the argument of being one of the toughest places to play on the road. You could say that about KU. You can say that about Texas Tech. You can say that about Iowa State. Houston might be in that conversation already. It might be closer to the top than you realize because they do play exceptionally well in that building. And it didn't take long for Houston to really flex its muscles. The things that we talked about, K-State's going to have to have a fast start. What happens to K-State? The Wildcats suffer a very, very slow start. They fell behind by 14 against Iowa State. Houston and its defense really built the play from ahead, trying to mount a comeback of any kind against the Cougars, especially now in double digits on the road, is essentially virtually impossible. And and that's the thing. As as much as we've seen this K-State team never quit and come back and fight and claw and stay in the hunt, there was just no chance of that happening on Saturday. Because Houston is that team when the Cougars get ahead, they really make it impossible for you to make that comeback. K-State was 40% for the field, but opened up the game 33% from the floor. Then you have Houston. K-State gets 12 free throw attempts. Houston gets 34. Houston goes 23 of 34 from the foul line, 40% for the game, 15 offensive rebounds that led to 15 second-chance points. That was my key to the game. You have to be a good defensive rebounding team against Houston. That did not happen. And look, Tyler Perry goes 1 of 5 from the floor, finishes with three points. Again, I sit here and I look at Tyler Perry and go, when are you going to become this dynamic player? When is it time? Maybe the month of February is it for Tyler Perry. But I would imagine that the frustration is mounting for K-State fans. Guy has hit, what, seven shots in order to give K-State the, the lead or the win or the tie. I think that's what it is. The guy's got to be better than just when the game is on the line and you need a bucket. It's what you need. The best guard in the game was probably Cam Carter, but Day-Day Ames ended up with 11 points in the game. He might have been the second-best guard, maybe even the first if you watch that game. But Houston made it impossible for K-State to even get going. Houston smothered K-State from the get-go, leading by 20 at the break. Really hard to climb out of a 20-point hole. That is incredibly difficult. And as much as you don't like Houston, Jack, I do like the Houston Cougars because that's what they can do. Uh, it feels like any given moment, that's what they can do to teams. They just keep coming at you. They keep coming and coming and coming, both on the glass and they get to the foul line, and then defensively they're in your shorts. Because the K-State Wildcats suffered from 18 turnovers that led to 25 points for the Cougars. The Cougars did whatever they wanted to against K-State, and now the Wildcats will have to bounce back against Oklahoma coming up tomorrow at 7 o'clock, and then Oklahoma State before facing Kansas. So that's kind of the nice part for K-State. 
Not saying Oklahoma is a gimme because Oklahoma isn't a gimme, but you feel a little bit better about this week. But last week, though, was your chance, again, like we said about Iowa State, your chance to really flex your muscles and say, hey, we are very much in the running to be a Big 12 championship team. You lose to Iowa State. You lose to Houston. And the other thing is, too, Jerome Tang is great, and he truly is a man of integrity, right? He is. But after what we saw after the Iowa State game, him, I don't know who it was, someone telling Kellis Robinette that Iowa State was behind the bench and relaying things in the huddle to someone via a text message, you have him. And and I don't mind him backing up his player, but him publicly addressing an official after a game like that against Houston, I I get it, man. Like, it's a frustrating week, but I don't know. Like, that's not exactly a great look. Like, we talked about Rodney Terry and what's going on there. I look at Jerome Tang and go, don't don't try to be like Rodney Terry, all right? Not nearly as bad. And, and again, I like the fact that he's backing his players or whatever, but after that type of week, it just makes you wonder what it's like right now with this group. Jack, do you have K-State thoughts before we take a break? Yeah, I mean, I do have to give credit uh, to how Houston looked in that game. You know, I'm not a a huge fan uh, of their offense, but in that game it didn't really matter because of how unbelievably good that defense was, and especially to start the game. I mean, that is one issue I think right now for Kansas State when looking at their performances on the road. They're terrible uh, in the first 10 minutes. I mean, they just – they don't get any good looks. If they do get good looks, they're often missing those bunnies. Will McNair had a couple of them to begin that game, and it allowed Houston to open up a 11 nothing lead. And before you can even blink, it felt like that game was over. And every time K-State got a bucket, they were exerting a ton of energy to do so. Like Cam Carter had to put it in his own hands in the first first you know 15 minutes of that game, and even his shots that were going in. They were really tough looks and more so just – you know, acrobatic finishes. Houston does not give you many good looks in the game, and if you can't find those good looks or capitalize on them, they're going to run you out of the gym, and that's exactly what happened in this game. Uh, like the the texter brought up or the the person you said on Twitter, mm-hmm. there's no shame in losing at Houston. I mean, that, that was an incredibly tough place to play. It's a top-five team in the nation, but the difference I'm seeing in this K-State team to last year's team on the road, very few times they crumble for stretches. And and this team, whether it's not having that main go-to score, not having an elite point guard like Marquise Noel was to handle things, handle the pressure, it's showing right now that it's really hard to get your key guys those looks when there's not a lot of great offense going around there. I mean, this offense for K-State is a bit of a problem right now. We've seen them struggle aside from a, a five-minute stretch against Texas Tech and Lubbock. They struggled against Houston. They struggled against Iowa State to begin the game. Even Oklahoma State at home, that offense was stagnant for a long time, and that's just what I noticed with this group right now. They're really good defensively, and we saw that against Houston on a handful of possessions. But offensively, when things are not falling, when the three-point shot isn't falling, I don't know who you turn to. You don't have the front court presence of scoring down low. Tyler Perry's in a bit of a rut right now. You're relying on Cam Carter and Arthur Kaluma really to will their way to victory. And when that those shots aren't falling for them, there's nobody to turn to. And that's why it was a 20-point blowout in this game. All right, Curtis says, maybe I should let Soli know about, about your thoughts and who's the bigger Vikings fan. Oh, man. Good job, Curtis. <laughs> 
I knew I was going to open up a can of worms. Great. Now, Sully Angles is never going to want to come on the show ever again. Son of a gun. I'm going to have my wedding invitation revoked by Sully Angles. Anywho, thanks for the tweet, though, Curtis. We get all sorts of reaction from social media, from the text line, people calling in from time to time. Y'all are the best. Really appreciate you. So thank you so much for being a part of the show. Houston, say what you want about Houston and, and doubting Houston. The Cougars, man. And, you know, here's probably the best part. If you're a Wichita State fan, we'll get the Shockers here in just a little bit. Not the deal with Houston. You're probably breathing a sigh of relief. For Big 12 country, now you're like son of a gun. <laughs> now we got Houston in the league, and they seem to be panning out just fine as of right now. We'll see what progresses as we move along. 316 247 0923. Feel free to send some thoughts my way. Okay, when we return, we will have to talk about the Shockers getting in the win column and conference play for the first time under Paul Mills. We'll get to that next right here on The Pulse. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a great deal on most wanted vodka, 1.75 liters, just $18.99. And if you're looking for a great wine, Joel Gott 815 Cab, 750 ml, only $13.99. Davis Liquor Outlet. Each store independently owned and operated. Neighborhood locations with superstore pricing. Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me. Did you just say Wendy's French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Dirty exterior? Don't scrub it. Wet it and forget it. Wet and forget the easy outdoor cleaner. Wet and forget works over time with Mother Nature to eliminate unsightly black and green stains on the exterior of your home with no scrubbing, power washing, or bleach. Use wet and forget on all your outdoor surfaces, including decks, siding, roofs and patios. Wet and Forget's available in a concentrate or extreme reach hose-in. Purchase Wet and Forget in store or online at Lowe's, Menards, Ace, or Walmart. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day. And for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. 
all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right like said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn. Get I was wondering if this song would make an appearance. And it should. Ah. Maybe you should create a Las Vegas playlist for me. For the plane flight over to Las Vegas next week. That's the thing I got to get ready for, Jack. Now that I lost everything on my previous phone, just had three more people text me during the show, didn't have their numbers, and here I am starting from scratch. I had all of my music on my other phone, and now that's all gone. Now, I still have, I think I, think I still have the files the songs before, I think that's on an old computer, but it's still working. So I have a shot. If not, how does one go about listening to music on a flight? Do you get the Wi-Fi and just go off Spotify? How does that even work? I've Download never tried this the before. Music. Download the music, and so when you do okay. get on the plane, it's not like you need Wi-Fi to search up the songs. It'll already be downloaded onto your phone. Okay. Beautiful. I just showed my age right there at age 33. <laughs> it just goes to show you, though, that I've always been I've always been old school. I just take the music that I have and I put it on the phone hard drive itself. It's what I do. Well, I'll take a look at some different things and get that all squared away. Either that or I just watch movies. That's the other thing I could do, too. I should really just download, although I don't know if I can or not, but I just need to watch Succession. That's what I need to do. Have you seen that? Have you watched that? I, I have show? not. No. What's the newest show that you've seen? Have you seen Suits? No, no, I've not seen Suits. Hmm. What's the last the TV new... show that you saw? Oh, I, I mean, I go through a handful. Like Brooklyn, of shows. Bro- Brooklyn Nine Nine is the one we just finished. Yeah, so that's over. Better and by Saul. the way, fantastic. By the way, Brooklyn yes. Nine Nine was fantastic. Better Call Saul is yeah. one I need to get back on. Do they have all the episodes now officially yes, available? Yes, I believe they're all on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what I probably need to do, too. That That's one I need to start. Uh, start over. I did start that one, but it's a little ways to go. So, okay. So Better Call Saul. That's a good one from what I've been told. And from the brief moments and the, and the brief seasons that I saw, it looked pretty good. And then I think I moved, and I just kind of forgot about it. So hopefully, I'll have some time to get it all squared away. I'm sure that you're all very concerned by it. Meanwhile, let's transition back to sports, shall we? Let's specifically talk about the Wichita State Shockers. Hey, the Shockers got the job done yesterday, 77-72. The losing streak has officially been snapped by Wichita State. Shockers getting that five-point win inside Coke Arena. Shockers go to 1-6 and six now in the AAC, 
Wichita State outscored SMU 40-31 to after halftime. And maybe the most important part was winning the turnover battle by four. Shockers had 11 at halftime, but committed just one in the second half. And, gee, that ended up being a good half for Wichita State. Funny how that works because it seems like it goes hand-in-hand. The Shockers suffer from turnovers, and usually the end result is not all that great. Well, the Shockers close the game on an 8-0 run over the final 143 to secure the much-needed win. Harlan Beverly was 6-for-12 from the field, led the team with 14 points. Colby Rogers added 12. Dalen Original knocked in three threes, had 11. Ronnie DeGray third scored 11 points, all coming in the second half. That was a good game for Wichita State. SMU, we brought it up on Friday when previewing the game with our Schofield Honda keys to the game. And the Shockers, you look at SMU, you knew offensively, okay, they're going to have to they're going to have to find a way to get the, the ball in the hole, and that's because of what SMU is really able to do defensively. The Mustangs are one of the best teams, not only in the conference, but one of the best teams in the nation when it comes to defense. And we saw something similar not too long ago when the Shockers took on North Texas, and North Texas ended up getting the win with its defense. SMU built kind of the same way. Well, the SMU Mustangs, they gave the ball up more than Wichita State. Wichita State out-rebounded SMU. Shockers ended up shooting 47%, meanwhile SMU was 50%. And the power of the three ball, Wichita State was able to hit on six threes out of 16 tries. It felt like the Shockers were much more selective, and they felt like... They needed to go to the rim, and that's where all the shots needed to fall. And that's why I felt like they had a lot of success yesterday. To me, it seemed like the offense was flowing a little bit better, and here's proof in the pudding. It's the fact that Wichita State had 17 assists on 28 made baskets. We've harped on that numerous times this year, numerous times. They shared the ball, and and it looked they looked the part on that front. They looked the part. They were able to move the ball. They got to the rim. At the foul line, they weren't that bad, 15-21 for 71%. We've noted during their losing streak that they became one of the worst free-throw shooting teams in the country. They were able to put together a 40-minute performance. Maybe, Maybe at times... They let some things slide. Maybe 35 minutes is more accurate. Maybe 36 minutes might be a little bit more accurate. But give credit to Paul, <clears throat> excuse me, to give credit to Paul Mills and the Shockers for getting that victory yesterday. I know it was a different environment, not a ton of people there, mainly because of the Chiefs game going on at the same time. Some people had to make the the choice. I know one person in particular. They were going to go to the game, ended up staying at home and watching the Chiefs. It's just the way it goes sometimes. But that was a complete effort from Wichita State. And Paul Mills shortened his rotation 
Only three guys off the bench with Quincy Ballard, Ronnie DeGray III. Actually, Quincy Ballard started. How about Ronnie DeGray III, Xavier Bell, and Kenny Poto? Kenny Poto played 18 minutes. Quincy Ballard had 22. Ronnie DeGray III had 19. And Xavier Bell was really the only guard to come off the bench. He was 3 of 10 from the field, but he did have five assists and only one turnover. And everyone was able to rebound. Xavier Bell was the only one not to pull down a rebound. Everyone else, Harlan Beverly, Kobe Rogers, Quincy Ballard, DeGrade third. all those guys had five rebounds or more. Shockers got it done on the glass. They did a lot of things right yesterday. And something that we brought up before, too, it seemed like everything. It was always something with this Wichita State team. Yesterday, that wasn't the case. It wasn't the turnovers that really ended up costing them. It wasn't the poor three-point shooting. It wasn't the rebounding. It wasn't the defense. There for a little bit, though, maybe SMU, when you looked at the Mustangs, there at one point, especially in the first half, I was like, all right, well, maybe SMU is 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 going to dominate this one with its defense. And they led by 11 under 10 minutes ago in the first half, 29-28, and you're thinking, oh, here we go again if you're a Shockers fan. But they came roaring back. They cut it to within three. Harlan Beverly got a put-back dunk just before the halftime buzzer to make it 41-37. That really changed things, I felt like. It was a shot in the arm going into the locker room, and they came out, played motivated, only turned the ball over once or twice in the second half. That was a job well done by Paul Mills and the Wichita State team, a win that they desperately needed. And now if you're the Shockers, now you got to build on that when you take on Tulsa because that's the next step. You get that win, you get the first one in conference play, but you need to get this one before you take on Memphis and Florida Atlantic and UTSA, all three of those teams being pretty darn good and one of those games being on the road to Memphis and you get FAU at home on February 11th. Tulsa hosting Wichita State on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Things look better for Wichita State, and it felt like they were due for a game like that. And that's going to be one for Paul Mills and this group to really hang their heads on and just a little bit of positivity in that program because right now that's what they need at this stage. And maybe once you get to the month of February, this is when you turn things up a notch and you try to play your best basketball going into the month of March. Maybe this team has one final push down the stretch after getting that win yesterday against an SMU team that a lot of people were really impressed with. I think Taylor Eldridge really likes SMU. That's kind of a dark horse to somehow, some way, find a way to win the conference. So a good win for the Shockers. Now you just want one win to become two and so on and so forth. All right, let us take our final break here in the show and we return Mount Rushmore Monday with Jack Johnson next on The Pulse. This is The Pulse on Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. 
your home's in your hands, you build it. Maybe your dream home is the home you already have. With interest rates going up, many homeowners are choosing to do a major remodel with the help of you build it. Make your own choices, control your own budget, do as little or as much of the work yourself as you want, and have confidence that your remodel is done the way you want it. Call or text now, 316-260-2044 to schedule your free consultation. Or visit YouBuildIt.com. That's the letter U, then BuildIt.com. Your home's in your hands. You build it. Did you know that carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible? And the only way to detect it is by installing carbon monoxide or CO alarms. First Alert is reminding you to install CO alarms on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Also, remember, alarms don't last forever and need to be replaced at least every 5 to 10 years depending on your alarm. Protect your home and family with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and Lowe's stores for your carbon monoxide alarms. Natalia, solid dismount, but that little pause is a deduction. Top tumblers hope to stick the landing with Coach Jasmine. That aerial sequence still needs work. She needs more certified athletic trainers to find her balance. Focus. I'm going to need you for the all-around. Wait, who's spotting the vaults? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Are you looking to step up your outdoor and camping adventures game this spring and summer? Then head out to the Four Seasons RV Open House RV and Camper Show just off I-70 in Abilene. They are opening up their doors this Thursday through Saturday for you to check out their over 100 different configurations of campers and RVs to get you to your next adventure today. Four Seasons RV Open House this Thursday through Saturday. Make that short drive to Abilene. It's Four Seasons RV where the fun begins. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Well, I was hoping that he had one more in you dealing with Baltimore, but this isn't Baltimore related. I gotta, I gotta keep in mind there could be a Ravens fan wish or <laughs> listening. And I, I can't, I can't dance all over the graves every single bumper. Ah, uh, that's fair. <laughs> and I did it last week apparently you for <laughs> the Bills fans no, that are apparently no, listening. No, no, <laughs> I think what I was trying to get at there was a couple people on social media that did say go Bills, and they're a part of Bills Mafia. And if they were listening to this show or Shane's show after. 
seeing that type of loss, and that's on them, Jack. That's not might on be. you. Yeah, might be. <laughs> you should you should never apologize for being yourself because you need to dunk on some people from time to time because people will dunk on the Chiefs. I gotta say, you know what was really enjoyable today? We we always have a, a meeting in the morning, just a Wichita meeting. Maybe I need to have Jack be a part of it. Not just Jack. You get too much to do. You don't need to do it. But Chance like sits down. And we immediately attacked Chance. <laughs> we immediately did. And I was, I was like, well, I was, I was like, well, apparently your your little prayer chain, your your <laughs> prayer candle circle didn't work. And he's like, look, I don't hate the Chiefs. I just don't like the fact that Chiefs fans after the worst thing they were in a victory lap. I go, I don't want to hear it, Mister K State fan. And he immediately chuckled and said, yeah, that's true. I'm like, look inward because I know how you have been when it comes to K-State, where all oh, this team's not very good and they won a Big 12 championship and all of a sudden it's a different tune. Anywho, it's all in good fun. That's what sports is all about. That, but yeah, Chance got it this morning. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I respect the hell out of it too. I mean, he put it out there and uh, I, I texted him in our group and I was like, didn't know you were a known Chiefs hater. He's like, I always have been. I oh, was like, he's, all right. he's big time, big <laughs> said, time All right, Chiefs here we hater. go. He's I, a big <laughs> time Chiefs hater, man. I've known that for a long, long time. I feel like ever since I met him, he immediately was questioning Mahomes, and I'm like, you just don't like Patrick Mahomes. And if you if you just admit that, that would be smart. Because I don't know why. Like, I don't know if he. I know Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, but I don't know. We can go on and on about this. <laughs> Got this from from uh, uh, a guy on social media, Eric. Don't encourage dunking. Chiefs fans got it great, but some of those people are, are also Royals fans. <laughs> I and I'm a Chicago sports fan, so leave me alone because of my feelings are sensitive. Hey, everything's fine in Chicago, right? You had Matt Eberflus. He's still good. Right? Right? I believe in him. Right? Right? Right, Chicago fan? Oh, man. And look, it's not like the Lions are playing for a Super Bowl. They fell, so you got to be feeling a little bit better about that, I suppose. Anywho, always like hearing from Eric. All right, coming up, we have Sarah Petro with the program. After that, we have Hawk Talk with Bill Self at 6 o'clock. All right, Jack, Mount Rushmore Monday. Maybe we do a Mount Rushmore Monday on, on some fans here. So, uh Got this on the text line, 316-247-0923. Real quick, Charles Amenahue tore his ACL, not good for the KC defense. We'll dive into that a little bit more tomorrow probably would be my guess. But right now, Mount Rushmore Monday, go. Well, I think it's fitting now. I got, this actually just came to me about 45 seconds ago. Oh, no. Mount Rushmore Monday for your disdain of other NFL fan bases. Who, where do you <laughs> rank? So for, uh, Chiefs have to be number one for a lot of fan bases out there. But from a Chiefs fan's perspective – Who's on your Mount Rushmore? I mean, look, the Chiefs fans right now are the New England Patriots. I think you can make that argument. Uh, Patriot fans are rough, bro. <laughs> they are they are rough. They are incredibly rough. So I'll probably go with the Patriots. They got to be my number one. I got to go back to my childhood and and dig up the, the oh, feelings boy. I had for Denver Broncos fans. Yeah, I knew that was I coming. went to so many games where they were just nasty. And this was before anybody even really knew anything about the Chiefs, before Mahomes, before Alex Smith. 
man, Broncos fans would come to Arrowhead and just be so nasty. And I have cousins that are Broncos fans, and we get into it too. And, yeah, so they, they got to be up there number one on my list. Okay. My uh, <laughs> my number two right now probably is Cincinnati based on what's went on what has went on. And that's probably because of the football team itself too. But Cincinnati's up there for me. I'll go Cincinnati number two. I'd probably go Buffalo number two here. And as much as I do respect the passion of Bill's Mafia. I think the funniest thing I heard is that they might be the noisiest fan base who has nothing to show for it. Like the Bengals, <laughs> they may be annoying, but they they've beaten the Chiefs uh, three times, and they also beat them in the AFC title game. Like they got a leg to stand on a little bit. Buffalo fans have regular season wins over Kansas City, so I probably have to go Buffalo. As much as I respect the hell out of the passion, Bills Mafia, yeah. full force, man, they are a noisy bunch for not having much to show for it. Yeah, uh, Raiders would be would be worse than the Broncos, in my opinion. I have known a lot of Raiders fans that were quite annoying as I was growing up, and they're the ones that kind of that kind of ruined some things for me. So Raiders fans, sorry if you're a Raiders fan. Although there are a couple that I know now, one in particular, he's probably not listening to the show, but Jeffrey, if you are, you're a great guy. <laughs> I know you're a Raiders fan. You're reasonable. But some other ones are not so reasonable. Who's your third? I'll take your pick of the Bengals here. I mean, it, it's probably Bills okay. and Bengals up there. Yeah, I mean, this is a venomous rivalry between both these fan bases and players, for that matter. So I'd be shocked if I found any Bengals fan that didn't have Chiefs number one and any Chiefs fan that didn't have the Bengals as number one or number two. All right, you know who wraps up my group? And I do have an opinion on these people. Ooh. They are the people that said the Chiefs suck. I'm choosing this team. And I'm choosing this team because, by golly, they have success. It's better. And they're all incredibly annoying. Green Bay Packers fans. Oh. <laughs> I gave out a lot of I field. know so <laughs> many. Like, it's not – they didn't choose the Cowboys because the Cowboys was too obvious. They had to go with the Packers. By golly, the Green Bay Packers. Packers fans are right up there with the rest of them – for me because I know a lot of them it's it's only because the Chiefs sucked that's why you bounce it's not because of any other reason just like a lot of people oh I'm a Cardinals fan because the Royals suck whatever man if you don't want to support a losing program that's on you it's okay you have your own right to do so but come on stand with your team people all right Jack Johnson real quick uh yeah being a Chiefs fan and, and knowing a lot of Cowboys fans feel like it's common that it'd have to be the Eagles as number four for me yeah, Eric just said, how is this not the Cowboys? You know what, Cowboys fans? Again, people have chosen. I want to follow the Cowboys, I want to follow the Packers. People just chose the Packers because, by golly, that's different. It's not the Cowboys. I'm not like the Cowboys. I don't like it when you have to try to justify your things. All right, we're out of time. Thank you so much for listening to this show. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Don't miss it. It's the Pulse on ESPN Wichita. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.